have a life aside from being a mom. I know that's the core, that's who you are, but as a mother, as a daughter, as a wife, there's still you. And so you have to nourish that person um, within that, within yourself. Welcome to the More Than Corporate Podcast. I'm Amber Furman, recovering perfectionist and serial accomplisher. If you're anything like I used to be, you've been living your life thinking that if you accomplish enough stuff, you'll finally find the success you've always wanted. But what if it's not about accomplishing more stuff? What if it's about accomplishing the right stuff? I believe you don't find success. You create it by intentionally designing the life you want and having the courage to get out of your comfort zone to live your design. I went from doing what I was supposed to do to doing what I love to do, and now I get to help others do the same. Keep listening as I chat with inspiring people who make it their mission to live their best life every day and learn how you too can live the life you've always wanted. Welcome back to another episode of the More Than Corporate Podcast. I am really excited to have a local Las Vegas business owner with me today. I am doing a series in highlighting some of the amazing business owners that we have here in the Las Vegas area, and I am excited for Fonda Tanner to be a part of that series. Fonda is a Midwest girl from Nebraska. She's a Nebraska native. She loves people, business, and life. She has an MBA and a project management certification. And she says this only to show that she appreciates the process of business operations. She's also a realtor in Nevada, and she loves to work out and travel. Her business partner is Cassius Ware, and together they founded BizNet in 2021. It is a business consultant and networking hub. They are gearing up to start assistance, transportation services, marketing, affiliate marketing, commercial cleaning services, networking events, and so much more. It's going to allow them to connect their love for people and business in one product and service. Their goal is to help people realize their potential as they transition into entrepreneurship, which you know I am so passionate about. We offer They offer so many different services because they believe in collaboration and partnership. I think that's absolutely amazing. You know, we've talked on this show before about how there's no competition, only collaboration. And I think that that growth-minded, abundance mindset mentality to business is so refreshing. So I'm really, really excited to dig into this conversation with Fonda. Before we do, I want to remind you that this episode is brought to you by Success Development Solutions and the Design Your Life Book Club. This book club is meant to help you grow into the person who can accomplish the goals that you want to have. Like a traditional book club, we pick a book every single month, We read that book. We talk about that book. There are a couple pieces that are different, though. We have an implementation section where we really work to make sure that you're implementing what you read. And then in a really exciting cherry on top, we do a meeting with the author every single month. So if you are somebody who loves to read personal development books and you are excited for the opportunity to implement and connect with authors and readers alike, then the Design Your Life Book Club is for you. We're going to be starting back up with a new book in January. So if you think that this is something that you're interested in, let's jump on a call and see if it's a good fit for you. Without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into this conversation with Fonda. Fonda, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I am so excited to have you here. So it's a good day for sure. Um, I We have so many amazing business owners in the Las Vegas area, and it's great to be able to highlight some of them. So I'm glad that you jumped on for that. 
Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Of course. So let's go ahead and dig in a little bit to your background and what got you to where you are now. Um, as we mentioned in the bio, you're a Nebraska native. What brought you to Vegas? Oh, my goodness. So I, I Nebraska to my heart, born and raised. And when my last child, my son, went away to college, I said, you know what? I've had enough of the cold. Um, it was like a really bad winter that, that year. And um, I had a friend here in, in Nevada, in Vegas. And I literally just packed up, sold everything, and and here I am. That's amazing. How long have you been here? I've been here, I got here in March of 2019. So what do you miss the most about Nebraska? You know, probably I would say my family. Um, a lot of my immediate family are still in Nebraska, including my, my adult children. Um, I don't know. I, I don't miss the winters. Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe sledding. You know, I don't. I have yeah. no idea. <laughs> I do miss some good sledding. I grew up in Idaho, and I do miss just getting up and going, like taking sleds out and just going down mountains and hoping you live. So, yeah, exactly. um, yeah that's a lot of fun. <laughs> so then, on the other side of that, what does Vegas offer that you can't get in Nebraska that you absolutely love? Yeah. So when I came to Vegas, um, as you know, COVID hit soon after I, I moved here. So I feel like I didn't get the full experience of Las Vegas immediately. However, through COVID and now as we're exiting, hopefully uh, a COVID, I'm learning that um, collaboration, networking, there's a lot of like-minded people here in Vegas, but for some reason, um, a lot of people seem or appear like they're in silos. Um, and so the opportunity to get to know people, to engage and to uh, forge a collaboration or partnership or even a friendship is what really excites me about Vegas. It's kind of like a, a big city in a, in a small town. It's true. It's true. Mm -hmm. Vegas really is a small town and people yeah. laugh when I tell them that because I think that Clark County just passed the 2 million person mark in residence. And so we, we have a lot of people here, mm -hmm. but you know, it doesn't take long when you're talking to people before you realize that you have somebody or something in common or yeah. that, you know, somebody, and it just shows how small of a town it really is. Very true. And a lot of people um, here are, are in transit, not to interrupt you. Um, and they're looking. Oh no, you're fine. That extended friendship or extended family. So, um, a lot of a lot of, lot of opportunity here. I'm glad that you said what you said about the transient nature because I struggled with that when I first moved here. Um, I grew up in Idaho. I went to school in Michigan, and both of those are very family and community oriented places. So to come to Vegas, where, like you mentioned, people appear initially to be in this silo. Mm -hmm. um, but it's not until really after you get to know people that they open up and you realize just how much of an opportunity there is for connection here. Um, so, so I definitely, I definitely get that. I want to go back to what it was like for you growing up. And I think that the background that you have with business is amazing. And I would venture to guess that when you were a kid and people said, what do you want to be when you grow up? Getting your MBA was not top of the list. So mm -hmm. at what point in time did business become something that you were interested in? That's a very good question. I knew I always had a love for people. That that was That's always been the core of me. Um, I grew up, uh, my, my mother was was a single parent. But I was also raised by my, my grandparents, my grandmother and my grandfather. And neither one of my grandparents had a high school diploma. 
but they worked very hard. My grandfather worked um, construction and, and, and packing houses. I don't, Midwest people would know what packing houses are. Um, and my grandmother was a stay-at-home mom. And what that allowed me to do was kind of try my hands at a lot of different things. The eight-year-old me, if you asked me what I wanted to be, I would have said a dancer, a ballerina, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but just watching uh, my grandparents and even my mom, my mom was a very hard worker. Um, she was able to provide for us and get a college degree um, by, while being a single parent. So I got the opportunity to watch both sides of, of, of the people that raised me just by the the strength of their hands achieve, you know, really great things in life. Um, and so with that being said, I didn't really know what I wanted to be. I, I remember uh, going through high school, I, I thought I wanted to be an occupational therapist. So that was my major when I first started my undergrad. Um, four majors later, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what I want to be. I had close to 200 college credits because I just enjoyed learning. I enjoyed meeting people. I just enjoyed the academic environment, but I needed to get out, you know. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, I it's an so- expensive environment. It to was stay a very in. expensive environment. Yes. And um, I was a single parent as well. I had two kids and I was working my first job. Um, well, my first job was in banking. I worked at a local bank and then I worked for the Federal Reserve of Kansas City for about seven or eight years. Um, and so from there, um, well, I was working that job and then I was in the medical field and social services, you know, just all just completing my undergrad as I could while, while raising my, my family. Um, but long story short, I, I ended up getting a, a bachelor's of general studies because I had so many credits. And so that came out to biology, sociology <laughs> and black studies. That's where that's still didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, and so as and then I became an AmeriCorps member and I served two terms in their AmeriCorps. That's where my love of nonprofit came in. That's where my love of, of serving on boards and, and, and giving back to the community really, really kicked in. You know, I did it before, but just, for, you know, sporadically as opportunity allowed. But what AmeriCorps would allow me to do was create those opportunities. Uh, we did some amazing things. I, I learned a lot about business. You know, even though it was a nonprofit, the nonprofit that I worked for ran like a business. And so I got to learn a lot and I had great mentors. Um, So I would say um, it was around that time, you know, right after um, undergrad and and going through a lot of different careers in my life that I realized, okay, I need to connect my love for people. I need to collect my love for processes and and marry them together. and so with my undergrad being so vague, I said, okay, if I'm going to do this graduate thing, I got one shot and I need to make it as targeted as I can. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have another 10 years to waste in, in school, you know? Um, so with that being said, I, I did my MBA uh, while my last child was in high school is when I, I did my wow. MBA. Yeah. Um, because, and, and I, and he was a select basketball player. So we traveled all over, all over the country. And, you know, I never wanted to take away from my kids experience based on my own goals in life, but I did still want to achieve them aside from being a a parent. So with that being said, I I completed my MBA, got the project um, management certification. um, And that's where, you know, I, even then I, I was in a job, I was in management prior to completing the MBA. So management was, was not the focus. It was more so what can I learn um, to be the best business person that I can as I yeah. transition from being an employee to an employer. Yeah, there's so much in what you said that I want to unpack for just a minute. And I think that most importantly is that 
you know, we accept when it comes to education or when it comes to experiences, how important it is to figure out what you don't like just as mm -hmm. much as it is to figure out what you like. Mm -hmm. So the common story of the person that goes to college is, well, I tried this and I didn't like it. So I switched my major to this. But for some reason, when we get to business, we feel like that's unacceptable. Right. When in reality, we learn just as much about what we want in business by learning what we don't want in business. And I'm curious to know your thoughts with the people that you work with and the experiences that you've had of when it becomes not okay to learn from what you don't like. Um, I think it's always going to be okay to learn from your experiences because your, your experiences are going to bring the good and the bad and everything in between. So, I mean, I don't care if you're 70, 80, I mean, you're always going to learn. The minute that you stop learning, I think that a piece of you will die because that is what sustains us. That's what keeps us um, being able to be uh, evolved. Um, so to answer your question, it's, it's never too late. That, I that. love that answer. <laughs> and I appreciate it because I didn't ask the question well. Um, so <laughs> when do you think society shifts? To saying, okay, it's okay for you to not know what you want to do in college, mm -hmm. but as soon as you decide that you're going to open a business, you got to have it all figured out. Like, what do you think is up with the societal shift and how do new entrepreneurs that are just branching out similar to the way that you did mm -hmm. overcome those societal pressures to have it all figured out the moment that they open their doors? Yeah, good question. I think COVID really helped. I think prior to COVID, people were expected to generate you know, six figures within the first six months or a year, you know, they, they wanted their return immediately. You know, they, they wanted success out the door of being an entrepreneur. I think with COVID, with so many people shifting towards entrepreneurship, um, that opened up this, this gap that allowed people to learn what it means to be a business owner, to learn what it means to operate a business, to learn what it means to be a leader, if you will. Um, so with society, with society, I think that shift occurred at the same time. So there was that curve that allowed people to get into business while learning it. Before that was not happening, people kind of, um, they wanted to learn. So that it was always that delay. I want mm -hmm. to open a business and then two years go by why well, I haven't learned, learned enough. You know, but uh, with COVID, what I found and what I uh, observed was people just jumping in. They yeah. may not had all the answers, but they they hit it the best way that they could, and they they learned as they they went along. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I think that COVID took away a lot of the excuses that people had because the reality is even when we learned it all before, mm -hmm. we still had no idea what the hell we were doing. Sure. Like I had no idea what I was doing when I started my business. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we all have that point mm -hmm. where that fear of the unknown is not as harmful or painful as whatever situation we're in now. And I feel like COVID just created that on a mass scale of, breaking the routines that people were in that made them think that they were okay and forcing them to step back and look at how unhappy they really were when they got a chance to, to break out of their normal routine, you know? Sure. So I agree with that. the other thing that I really wanted to hit on, because I think that this is super impressive and something that's really important is the um, path that you took in getting your MBA. You know, you talked about having your kids that were going through through school and, and your son that was in basketball and the fact that you never wanted their experiences to be hurt 
but you wanted to accomplish your goals at the same time. Mm -hmm. And there are so many people that use needing to care for a family or needing to take care of their children as a reason not to focus on themselves. And you found a way to accomplish both at the same time. So for all of those parents out there that are thinking about opening their business and keep telling themselves that they have to put their interests and needs on hold to care for their family, what advice do you have for those people? Think about legacy. Um, I know that we're all in our day-to-day -day grind. I, I remember when my kids were younger, I mean, your, your whole day is taken up with just caring for your family, but you still have to keep that little piece for you because your kids are watching you and you're building a legacy for them to go further than, than where you are, to go further than where you wanna go. And so to in order to set that stage, it's gonna, um, it's gonna allow you or push you to do that little extra. Um, and it's not easy. You know, I'm not I'm not sitting here and, and, and tell you, you know, a lie. It's not easy, but it's worth it. Um, so always, you know, have a side, have a life aside from being a mom. I know that's the core. That's who you are. But as a mother, as a daughter, as a wife, there's still you. And so you have to nourish that person um, within that within yourself and achieve your goal because it's going gonna, it's gonna to make you happier going to make your family happier and it's going to allow you to set that stage and, and like I said that that legacy to build on for generations after you. I love that you mentioned legacy and I also love that you said that your kids are watching because mm -hmm. I think that that's so super powerful to remind people how many times have we heard parents say to their kids I just want you to have a better life than I had. Well first of all that's subjective what's better and what's worse is up to each individual person but more than that what tools have you given that child to actually create a different life than what you as a parent created? And so what you're saying is, and, and if I'm wrong, tell me, but what I hear you saying is, if you want your kids to go further than you're going, which every parent does, then you have to show them that they can choose themselves and go farther than, than they think possible. Of course, you know, you can't leave a job to your kids, but you can leave a business <laughs> and what they do with it is up to them. But yeah, uh, yeah, at least you're doing that, that due diligence to um, give them something outside of a home, outside of life insurance, just something tangible that they can call their own that, you know, their parent left them personally. Um, and there's so many other positive factors, but that's just one. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I mean, as a parent, you do want your kids to do better than you. You do want them to have that portal to express themselves and be happy in whatever way that means to them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's so many excuses that we tell ourselves when we are um, convincing ourselves it's okay to stay in our comfort zone. And I don't have the money to do it. I don't know how to do it. And I've got to care for my family, our three. And we've just covered how Un, um, unvalid or invalid, all of those can be. Um, this idea that you can have it all if you have those priorities mm -hmm. to do so, and that your children and your family will actually benefit from you taking some time for yourself, which I think is really cool. Yes, you have to prioritize and you have to coordinate and you, you schedule it like a job. <laughs> yes. <a> job. <laughs> I'll tell you what, my, my life would not operate without some sort of a calendar. Like I may not be the most organized and if my coach is listening, to this. She's going to tell me that I don't calendar as much as she would like me to. And we've been working on that for two years and I'm getting better every day, I hope. Um, but if it's not on my calendar, it doesn't happen, man. Um, it, I don't even know it exists if it doesn't, if it's not on my calendar. So, yes. Um, 
So let's talk about your business. Um, you have this amazing opportunity, BizNet, here in Las Vegas that you opened in 2021. What mm -hmm. is that? So BizNet is a influx of everything business and everything networking. Um, and so the common ground that my business partner, Cassius Ware, and I have is the fact that we want to help people and we love people. Um, but we also enjoy business. So what can we do to kind of um, emerge or, or, or mesh those two together? And out of that came BizNet. Um, and the tagline is business.networking. And, and pretty much what that means is um, we can do consulting, we can do networking. It's also a business hub, a think tank, if you will. So there, there's opportunity to do a lot of things out of BizNet um, to help the local community um, even spread out regionally. I mean, we, we hope to be um, across the country here within the next year as far as services go. Um, and with my background and um, the things that I enjoy and with Cass's background in, in health and wellness um, and him being a personal trainer, we um, just thought of this idea, kind of like a brainchild, you know, um, and we can put a lot of different things under business that we both enjoy and that we want to share with, with the world. Tell me something about BizNet that you think the entire Las Vegas community needs to know, whether it's services that you offer or who you're meant for or whatever. What is something that you wish that the entire Las Vegas community knew about BizNet? Sure. So whether you are an employee, whether you are a established um, entrepreneur or business owner, or you want to be an entrepreneur or, or a business owner, we're for you. So some of the services that we currently um, are offering is we do business consulting. So if you're thinking about starting uh, starting a business, what does that look like for you? Um, if you are already in business and you just need help with a market plan or a business plan, or you 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 know you want a gap analysis to figure out what direction you should go, um, we're that person for you. If you're looking to build um, behind the scenes with your business credit, we can help you with that. Um, we're getting into the transportation business where we um, are doing dispatch and, and trucking. Um, and with that, we want to really target on females um, getting into the trucking business. Um, I think right now um, there's been a, a, a sharp increase of women getting into the sector, which I think is amazing. Um, and we, we want to support that. Um, and so, you know, again, a lot of women are, you know, the, the breadwinners in the family and they're realizing a nine to five just, you know, we need a we need something bigger. So, um, yeah, um, we help people with that. Um, I have family members that. Oh, I need an additional stream of, of income. So we created a commercial cleaning business um, that our families can run in whatever state that they're in. Um, and they, they they own it, they hire, they train, they they, they coordinate the clients. So I, I think that's amazing. Yeah. Um, and, and like I said, I'm also a realtor. So right now in co collaboration with Clark County Library, we're doing homeowner um, education workshops. Um, we're also doing speed uh, networking with the library where people can come together and whether they're looking for a personal connection or a business connection, we create that platform for people to come together. And then I, we're also partnering with a wedding chapel and we're doing speed dating events twice a month. <laughs> That's such an interesting business model for a wedding chapel. I mean, it makes complete sense that they would be involved in something like that. But I think that's so cool. You know, going back to what we had talked about with 
it being somewhat hard to meet people in Vegas. That's a really interesting service that you get to offer. And being in the business that you're in, you're going to automatically attract business owners and entrepreneurs to these events. Mm-hmm. Um, and anybody who's a business owner or entrepreneur knows how hard it is to date a business owner and entrepreneur. And so when you have two that are able to understand the challenges, um, it becomes so much more effective. So I think that's really cool. Yes, thank you. So where can people follow up with you? If they're saying, man, this is really cool. I want to connect with you. If you're local in the Las Vegas area, I would encourage you to reach out to Fonda and grab um, a cup of coffee with her or, or breakfast or lunch, whatever you guys decide. What's the best way for people to contact you? So a lot of different ways. We also have a, a nonprofit called Reset 360, which is going to be a transitional living home for young women with children. Um, Cassius is also a personal trainer. He he loves to train people. He's all about health and wellness. Um, so there's a lot of different ways for uh, for you guys to contact us. But in regards to Biznet, um, our website is uh, biznet biznet dot services. Excuse me. <clears throat> B-I-Z-N-E-T dot services. Um, you can uh, use the contact form on that to, to contact us, or you can give me a call directly. Uh, my phone number is 702-800-0150. Um, I'm also on Facebook under Fonda Tanner, and I'm also um, on Facebook under BizNet NB. Awesome. So, Oh, go ahead. We'll go ahead and have all of those um, links in the show notes as well. So when this episode is released on all podcasting platforms and in the YouTube channel, then um, all of that will be in the show notes. So um, I'm super excited for people to be able to reach out and see all of the amazing things that you have to offer. Thank you. So what I'd like to do really quickly is switch over to the success element of this podcast. So it's called More Than Corporate because so many times I see people getting caught up in their identity being their career, what they do for job or even what they do for others. You know, people who might be a stay at home mom, I don't don't care what anybody says, that's a career. I could never do it. So people get caught up in their career and they kind of lose their identity. In order for us to really design a life that's going to fulfill us, we have to know what success means to us. So for you, what does success mean to you? How do you define that every day? That's a good question. It changes. You know, my my younger self, I, I would have been, it's all about money. How much money can I make? Yeah. But I also worked in, you know, I, I was in banking, which was fine. You know, I was when I when I shifted to nonprofit, I'm like, well, success cannot be money because I'm not getting paid anything. <laughs> <laughs> so I need to change my ideology of what this means, you know. Um, but success to me is being able at the end of the day to be like, you know, I made a difference. I I set my goals. I accomplished them. Um, so every day for me is different. Um, if I, I if I look at my long term goals and say, okay, I want to be successful, that will mean, okay, did I accomplish what I set out to do? Um, did I do it in a way that made me proud? Did I optimize it? In whatever whatever uh, tra- you know sector or trajectory that that means. Um, so that's long term. Short short term is, you know, did I did I help anyone today? Did I have the opportunity to help anyone today? Um, did I market myself in a way that um, will touch more people? Um, so it, you know, it's, it's it's a little bit more innate than what it used to be. Um, so it's it's more of an intrinsic thing for me. You know, um, it you know it, it's meeting my goals, it's setting my goals, and being consistent with myself. You know, yeah. there there was times in my past where uh, I want to do this and I pushed hard and then I fell off and then I would push hard again, you know, but it was, it was okay. 
but I'm at a point in my life where consistency is going to show results and, and, and that's what I strive for. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm interested to know, because I think that one of the biggest pitfalls that business owners and entrepreneurs fall in is they get confused believing that accomplishments equal success. That dopamine high that we get from checking things off of a to-do list Mm -hmm. or accomplishing goals equals success. Mm -hmm. So I'm interested to know, you mentioned goal setting. How do you make sure that the goals that you're setting are serving a bigger purpose that you want to be a part of and that they are keeping you on a trajectory that you want to be on? That's a good question. Um, Connecting with other people. Um, If I did this in a silo or if I did this just to serve myself, I mean, I could easily say, oh, yeah, I I, I completed all my check marks. I'm I'm successful. But for me, it's engaging with other people. Um, What did I have the opportunity to give you? Um, What did we give each other? Um, How did how did you know, do we have a chance to collaborate and, 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 and make something new, make something viable? So for me, I, I measure through other people, through their interactions with me, through their feedback and just observing. That's one way. Um, the other way is um, just how I feel. You know, there, there's times when I'm going to hit things harder um, just to uh, achieve a certain mark. And there's times when I feel like, okay, let me kind of sit back and take things in and strategize. Um, so there, there's different tiers to it. Um, mm-hmm. There's intrinsic and and um, extrinsic, and I, I use both. That's amazing. So on that intrinsic side, is there? Have you ever been in a situation where you had something on your goal list or your to do list, and at some point in time you realized that that thing no longer served your long term goals? And how did you deal with the internal struggle of I really want to accomplish this thing on my to do list, and also I don't know that it actually benefits me anymore? Yeah, that's a good question. Of all the time, I I'm, I change my mind all the time. I'm like, we're allowed to change our mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I use a whiteboard and I use what we call a, a Kanban system. So I have all these little sticky notes of where I want things to go. So it's kind of like, you know, this this first column is things that, that need to be accomplished that I want to accomplish. Sooner or later, some of those sticky notes are like way down another end, meaning I'll get to them when I get to them. So it's a continual thing. You're flushing out what's important. You're prioritizing. Um, and that's normal. You know, you, you have to be able to be flexible with yourself and to adapt to the things that, you know, life happens, stuff happens. Mm-hmm. So um, to be able to adapt to that and change your goals or change your objectives is very critical. And so for me, I'm very visual. So having that board, it doesn't mean it went away for good. It just means it's not priority right now. Yeah, and it will it will come back to that forefront when the time is right, and I, I'm very forgiving of myself. You know what? That's a really important thing is that forgiveness. But I found that one of the dangers and pitfalls of forgiveness is going too far. And so, you know, when we don't accomplish something that we want to accomplish, we forgive ourselves too quickly. And I think that forgiveness is amazing. But if we let that fall into acceptance, then all of a sudden our goals are completely derailed. So how do you um, stay on the forgiveness side of that line and say, you know what? I didn't get stuff done or I moved this and that's okay and it's still important for me to stay on my goals. How do you stay on that forgiveness side of the line? Yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm visual, so I see it. So it hasn't went anywhere. Um, and so if things have a, a, a different timeline, then it's not like, okay, this is done and I'm never going to get to it. I understand within myself that 
at this time, I can do X, Y, and Z very well. If I add the A, B, and C, X, Y, and Z may suffer. So I'm very good at understanding what should take priority at this point in time. And as long as I can see those other goals that I want to accomplish, and I'm very uh, realistic and honest with myself about when I can get to those, I'm, I'm fine with that. You know, I have a... Um, I have a fire that that burns where I'm I'm always moving. I'm always pushing. So I, I know for me personally, when I say I'm going to get to it, I will. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I keep it at hand so I can see it. Yeah. I think that that's um, incredible advice because it requires you to have this honest conversation with yourself about what you're actually capable of accomplishing because otherwise you put all these things on your to-do list for one day thinking that you're superwoman and you can get it done and then you don't get it done and then you beat yourself up or you just let things fall onto other days. And so I think what you're talking about is so amazing because it allows this visual representation that avoids the out of sight, out of mind trap. And then it also requires you to say, okay, with everything that's going on in my life and right now in my personal and business life, what can I actually get accomplished right now? And whatever that answer is, is exactly the okay answer. We just have to listen to it. Mm -hmm. Yes. I love that. Um, Fonda, I really appreciate you taking some time to come on with me today. I think you've given some valuable information and you have this great business concept in Las Vegas that I'm looking forward to watching grow. Before we wrap up, I'd love to do a quick random round with you and just ask you a few questions. You good with that? Um, yeah. Perfect. If you could have any profession other than what you're doing now, all the things you're doing now, because you're doing a lot and I love it. Um, if you could have any profession other than what you're doing now, what do you think would be fun to attempt? I would want to be a lifeguard on a beach. <laughs> Ooh, that's interesting. I expect you to go back to your ballerina days. No. <laughs> Those have passed. I can dance huh? on the beach, you know. <laughs> yes, in your lifeguard uniform. Yes, exactly. It's true. <laughs> it all works if out. You, yes. If you could time travel, where would you go and why? If I could time travel, I would go back just a few years ago and have a final conversation with my mother. My mother passed away in January of 2020. Ooh. So I would just go back to December of 2019 and have a very last conversation with my mother. Yeah, that hits home. That hits home. I lost my dad when I was 18. And so often I wish I could go back and listen to what he said when I wasn't actually listening to him. Yeah. So say those final words that you did. Yeah. Say, you know? Just have that conversation. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm sorry for your loss. And it okay. seems like you have found a way to honor her and what you're doing. And oh, so and that's everything. amazing. And everything. Yes. Thank you. You're very welcome. Um Books. I'm a huge believer that we grow as much as we allow ourselves to through personal development. What business or entrepreneurial book have you recommended the most to people? How to be an effective leader. I can't remember the name of the, the author, but um, oh, goodness. Exactly. Are you talking about the seven habits of highly effective the seven people? Seven habits of highly effective people. And yes, by Stephen Covey. Yeah. 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 There you go. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So that was That's one amazing. of the last business books that I've read. I've been so busy. I haven't read any um, in, in the last few years, but that, that, you know, stuck with me. That's awesome. Um, and my last question for you, I'm a music nerd. I assume everybody else is as well. So I have to know your pump up song. What do you put on when you are just determined to have a good day? 
Okay. Don't judge me, but uh, NWA. <laughs> yes. I love it. I love it. So what I normally don't tell people until after they answer, although anybody who listens to the podcast knows, is I have a playlist of all of my guest answers. And I have every one from like church hymns to like Tupac on this playlist and everything in between. And it's just such an amazing reminder of all of the successful minds that have gone into the last two years of this podcast. So I think NWA is going to fit perfectly in that playlist. (laughs) I love it. Fonda, thank you so much for coming on the show with me. I am looking forward to being able to connect with you in person and to watch you just grow and impact the Las Vegas community here over the next few years. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. And thank you for all that you do. And thank you for this platform. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the More Than Corporate podcast. If anything that was said during this episode resonated with you or provided value in any way, it would mean the world to me if you would head over to iTunes and leave a rating and review for the More Than Corporate podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to do that. I'm really looking forward to connecting with you. If you'd also like to connect, I've created a Facebook group that is full of amazing people who also make it their mission to live their best life every single day. If that sounds like something that you're interested in the name of that facebook group is success center head over there request to join and i look forward to connecting with you soon